Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to the Karma You podcast. This is your host, Chloe Brotheridge. I am a coach and a hypnotherapist and I'm the author of The Anxiety Solution and Brave New Girl. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm talking to Laura Hoggins and she is sharing all about the power and the magic of weightlifting and why it's so amazing for us, particularly if we are struggling with anxiety and confidence. And she gets into telling us about how to overcome gym intimidation, because this is a real thing, guys. I've experienced it myself. That sense of you know, walking into the gym, not knowing what to do, intimidating people everywhere. How do we overcome that and start to feel confident enough to go into the weight, weights rooms and try something new? And we talk all about that. We also get into, you know, what are the mental and physical benefits of lifting weights? And, and some of these actually really surprised me. I wasn't expecting one or two of these um, as a way of hopefully motivating you to want to give it a try. We talk about getting back into exercise after a break. You know, this was just a personal thing that I'd experienced recently. It can be so difficult if you haven't worked out in a while to then get going again. How do we overcome those barriers and struggles? And Laura tells us exactly how to do that. And we also get into weightlifting for anxiety and confidence specifically. And what is it about weightlifting particularly that can really change our perception of ourselves and our bodies and how we feel about ourselves and calm us down in a different way than other types of exercise. So I think you're going to love this episode. If you're looking to grow your confidence in 2020, I'm running a free challenge in the next couple of weeks. The Brave New You Confidence Challenge. Oh, the last time I ran it, I absolutely loved it. Seeing you guys helping each other taking action, growing your confidence, noticing real shifts in how you're speaking to yourselves and how you're feeling about yourselves in the world. It was really, really moving to me. And I'm so excited to be able to offer this again. It's a free challenge. You can enter your details at karmau.com forward slash confidence. And you get all the details of when that's starting and how to get involved. So let's get into the interview with Laura Hoggins. So welcome. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you today? I'm excellent. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good. Thank you. Please could you share with us a little bit about the work that you do and the journey that you've been on to, to get to where you are today? How long have you got? Wow, what a question. Um, well, the, where I am today is 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 very different from where I, I ever thought I'd end up actually, but um, I've 
I've been, uh, well, I am today a PT. Uh, I'm an author of a book called Lift Yourself. Um, I have a podcast, Biceps and Banter, and I do various um, other work, writing, etc. But mainly spend my time in the gym. And I, I guess I always wanted to be a coach, but I spent the first 10 years after university in, um, in corporate life. In fact, I wasn't in the gym at all. I was in an office. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm very fortunate that 10 years later in that career, I kind of had the balls to do what I always hoped I wanted to do, um, which was very scary at the time. So, yeah, I guess I, I always felt like I was meant to be a coach. Maybe it took me a little while to get there um, through various reasons, I guess a lot through self-confidence. Um, but yeah, so as I am today, I'm. Uh, very very happy and, and have so much satisfaction in the career that I do and I guess essentially my role is to show people that they can very broadly and in in all senses not just in the gym because for me fitness and and health and wellness mentally and physically it's not just about the weights that you lift it's how you feel um, and I think that's that for me is is what saved me in life through going through difficult times as growing up. So I'm just very, very grateful to be able to share it with other people now. Um, and were you always into fitness? Was there a certain point where you kind of got into that passion? Yeah, so um, I kind of went in waves. I started off, so I'm, I'm an only child, and as a young girl, I didn't want to do ballet, I didn't want to do dance, I didn't want to do anything, actually, that girls wanted to do. I wanted to do, wanted to be playing football, uh, basketball, hockey, rugby, judo. I was did canoeing from the chess club. So that my parent, my poor parents. Um, but I always just loved sport and fitness, loved team sport. And as I grew up, I kind of became less okay as a young girl it's like what are you doing playing football you know coming into your teens um so I took a slightly different path and, and and focused on my education and then I've always just loved fitness but it's been as I've had quite a difficult relationship with myself and, and my body um there were times where I was quite overweight um had what I would describe as very low self-esteem going through difficult relationships at the time and it just took me a while to find myself. I went from really loving sport and not worrying about what I look like to loving sport and really worrying about what I look like. And, and maybe I made different decisions because of that. And my journey has meant that through finding sort of lifting and fitness in a community again, finding that team element, I managed to find myself again. And surprise, I didn't find happiness in a certain weight on the scales, which I think many women can relate to, you know, the scales can sometimes dictate our mood. And for a long time, I wanted to be a certain weight. Now I pretty much know what I am, but it doesn't doesn't affect me anymore. Mm, that's so amazing. When, when was that change taking place? And what? how did you get, how did you sort of change your mindset around that? Yeah, I think I just... I kind of just got a bit fed up with myself. I was going through, uh, and I talk about it a lot in my book, I, I've been on every single diet that there is. Um, you can imagine the scenes in the office, everyone's going, right, come on, summer's coming, we're all going to go on a diet. And usually, you know, the the, the word diet actually describes your eating habits, but a diet is within sort of diet culture that we have at the moment is normally associated with restriction. So oh, we can only eat a certain amount. And I think from a, a relatively uneducated view, everyone thinks that eating less, weighing less is positive. 
And I think I just had to go through that and realise that at the end of my goal weight, I didn't find happiness. Um, I remember many years ago, I came out of a very long relationship. And you know that kind of like revenge body style feeling. You're like, right, stuff it. I'm going to get into the greatest shape of my life. I'm going to feel good again. So I decided to run the London Marathon. I mean, how extreme. But I thought in my head, you know, if I've committed to this and I've told everyone in the office I'm going to do this, I'll have to do it. And by the end, I'll have to have done all the training. I'll definitely be thin by the end of it. And to me, thin equaled happiness. I got to running the marathon. I was very injured, but I got to my goal weight. And unfortunately, I wasn't I didn't find the happiness that I I hoped. And um, I kind of did that. And I thought, God, that was a lot of effort for not a lot. And. When I started to associate fitness with doing things that I enjoyed and it became less about what I looked like or how much I weighed, that was the difference, huge difference. And when I was working, so I was working for L'Oreal um, for many years and I found this CrossFit box that opened down the road from my office and a couple of my mates said, yeah, stop all this running, it's not really for you. I think you'd be really good at this, at this CrossFit thing. So I turned up absolutely petrified. This is about six years ago now. And there was this incredibly athletic, wonderful, loud woman screaming at me, going, OK, we're going to do this workout now, blah, blah, blah. And it was like 100 box jumps where I couldn't do one box jump. I was absolutely petrified. So it was a very humbling experience for me. But for some reason, I loved it and I wanted to go back and I wanted to do better. I wanted to do one box jump and it was two. And it started to give me goals that had nothing to do with how much I weighed or what I looked like. And that change in my head was was the, the the game changer and yeah weirdly enough I my body composition changed because I was looking after myself better I stopped smoking didn't drink as much because I wanted to be alive to you know to go and go to, to training the next day and um, I had a team around me I had people that wanted me to do well so yeah that was it and then I was like okay right I'm back in that headspace where I feel like there's a coach inside of me that what I've learned and how I've changed my self-esteem and my self-confidence that isn't associated with how much I weigh or what I look like, I need to I need to share this with as many people as possible. And that's my, my life's purpose now. That's so amazing. So good to hear. Yeah, the journey that you've been on and how you're now helping other people to to discover that actually lifting weights maybe isn't as scary as they thought. Yeah. Why do you think people are reluctant? Because there is still this sense of reluctance that a lot of people have or fear around gyms or crossfit or anything like that why do you think that is yeah i mean totally gym intimidation i talk about a lot and it really is a thing because of course if you're in that position where you don't you maybe don't know what you're doing yet you assume that someone's going to judge you you know what if i can't lift it what if i can't do it what if i make a fool out of myself it's almost not worth the the stress you know to start but i i would say Everyone starts somewhere. And I was that person once who made the bold decision to just turn up. No, I wasn't amazing at it, um, but I went and I did it. I I did my best and I decided to come back and be better the next day. And I, I just think that if we allowed these feelings or this feeling of intimidation to stop us from making that first step, we'll 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 never we'll never do it so for me i would say do your research maybe find someone that you can that can sort of teach you the basics to start so you're not going in completely cold 
Um, find a group class so you don't feel like you're on your own. In, rope in a friend. You know, it could be a fun Saturday activity to go to your first circuits class. And you don't have to go to CrossFit, you know. That was what was for me, but it's not for everyone. So find that thing that is for you, and you'll know once, once you get it. Um, I actually started off doing body pump at uh, my local uh, gym and yes it's sort of like a different type of of weightlifting but it just sort of gave me that start so that I kind of knew a bit about you know how to squat properly you know what's a deadlift and all these words that can feel really intimidating but trust me um, when the instructor wants you wants the best for you and they're there they're doing their job because maybe once they were you know the first person in the gym so they want to help you and um, people are more supportive than you think and I promise when you leave, you will feel amazing. So gym intimidation is a real thing, yeah. definitely. But finding a class, finding a friend to go with you, yeah. make it a bit easier, yeah. try different things, find out what's for you. Yeah, start at home, maybe, you know, in front of your, your TV. Maybe while, you know, um, you know, once you come home f- from work, you could do things with just your body weight. This is the thing. I think people look at CrossFit and they look at people at their end, you know, quite far down their journey. They think, oh, I can't lift a 100 kilo deadlift. But they, whoever can do that didn't start there. They started, you know, mastering the foundational movements, with your squat, you know, get some press up practice at home and, you know, start to feel a bit more confident in the movements before maybe you venture out. And I can really relate to feeling intimidated by the gym. I remember when I first started dabbling with weightlifting, going into the, there was kind of a women's weightlifting, women's kind of weightlifting yeah. room and then like the men's yeah, weightlifting yeah. room. And I would go into the men's one because the women's one didn't have very heavy weights. And just there were guys who looked really intimidating, yeah. like wearing kind of string vests and things. Yeah. And I... You know, I kind of made an assumption that they were going to be like unfriendly or intimidating, yeah. but actually, everyone was really lovely. Yeah. Just getting over that initial fear. Yeah. Like, it, it was a bit difficult at first, but mm. actually, I soon started to feel much more at home. Yeah, absolutely. So sometimes it's just like going for it, I think. Yeah. And also, I think going to the gym with a plan. Don't maybe don't just go and just think I'll see what happens or I'll see what machines are free. Like, find a plan, find you know a trainer that you can trust or you know programs from you know I, I do a lot on my Instagram of little workouts that maybe you could follow. Go with a plan so that in your head I'm going to do this. So you don't get there and you get intimidated and you get sidelined to the cross trainer again because you absolutely deserve the space in the gym and you know you should feel confident that you can do it. And, you know, sometimes the gym bros might be friendly, like your experience. Yes, definitely. Um, what about this this myth, or is it a myth even, about getting really muscly, like after one session of the yeah. gym? There's, I think there's fear for some people that yeah, we'll, we'll suddenly be like, I don't know, so bulky that none of our clothes will fit, for example. Yeah. Well, I've been trying for many years now, and this is as far as I've got. So if anyone does find out how to get hench in a, in one workout, please do let me know. Unfortunately for, for females especially, it is actually very difficult um, to bulk up or, or to, to gain muscle um, for a number of physiological reasons. But weight training doesn't necessarily mean, you know, muscle gain. Um the the theory of of gaining mass 
um, depends on your lifestyle, depends on your genetics, and also depends on your nutrition. So um, if you are aware of how energy balance works, if you are looking for a fat loss goal, for example, you would want to be in something you've possibly heard, which is a calorie deficit, um, which is consuming less calories or energy than you give out in a day. Um, and if you are in a calorie deficit, it is very challenging for your body to build muscle. Um, you could also be in a maintenance, which is sort of calories in and the same as calories out. And again, you know, that could also be challenging to build muscle. If you really are trying to gain, you would want to look to be in a calorie surplus, which um, the majority of us, it's not our potentially not our goal. So I think it's having an awareness of your nutrition, um, supporting your training with uh, good quality food, good nutrients, macros and micronutrients, um, high protein. Um, but really, it does take a long time to gain and strength doesn't always equal mass. You know, you could be gaining strength. You could be performing better in the gym, lifting heavier, and you don't necessarily mean that you're going to get bigger. So I would say um, consult a professional that can help you with your nutrition for the goals that you have. Um, and everyone's different and it's actually really hard. So to put an end to the myth, Chloe, you are not going to get uh, turn into the Hulk after a few sessions. Um, but yeah, if anyone does know how to do that, let me know. I'd love that. <laughs> love <it. laughs> um, I, I wanted to just ask for some personal advice. Use this yeah. opportunity. So I've been away for a few weeks and I haven't been working out for maybe like five weeks or so. Okay. It can be this thing, I think, probably for lots of people listening, if you haven't worked out in a while, mm -hmm. how to get back into it after a break when yeah. it feels like it's going to be the hardest thing in the world. Do you have any advice for me? Yeah, totally. So just do it is the first one. Honestly, you just there will never be a good time. If You know, it doesn't really matter how long you've been away because it doesn't matter where you start from. You just identify where you are now and that's OK. Um, a lot of the things I talk about is you're training for life and Usain Bolt doesn't sprint every day. So having time off is not a big deal. Um, I can very much relate personally in that I've had I've taken about two months off and two months off for me is just not following a program. Um, I went from huge weight training uh, to compete in two strong women, uh, novice strong women competitions last year. And then I decided to run the marathon, which, by the way, is the opposite uh, training. And I was just fed up of following a program. And I wasn't I'd done my races and I was like, do you know what? I just need a bit of time off and I'm going to move. I'm going to go for long walks. And yeah, I guess I've been off, but I haven't really because you're training for life. So try not to think about it as being on or off the wagon. Just think, OK, life's taken over for a little bit. I've still been active, but now I really feel like I want to get back in the gym and focus on that as being a positive. So find that thing that you really enjoy first. Just make a start and then find out where you are and, and slowly grow back into, you know, whatever your goals are. Um, I'm sat today. I just um, I've just started an eight week plan. So it's going to be from now until the end of Christmas. And I've sort of invited a lot of my Instagram followers along with me because it can be really hard. I think people think, especially me as a trainer, I'm in the gym all the time. It's all right for you. I can very much relate to what happens during your day that might mean by the time you get to the end of the day, the last thing you want to do is go to the gym. So I would just say, set yourself some realistic goals if you're looking to get back into that training and just say, this week I'm going to go once or twice. If you do more, great. Next week, just try again. 
it's just it's just getting started and, and trying to lower your expectations I'd say I think we think a lot of ourselves and five weeks in the grand scheme of life is nothing so don't worry good okay I feel inspired <laughs> and also reassured that's amazing what about the benefits of lifting then what are some of the benefits both physical and mental yes yeah, so I'll start with the physical um so physically, you know, improving your body composition and having more muscle mass um, will improve your posture, your bone health, you know, especially as we're coming into sort of late 30s, late 40s, whatever, you know, you, you are at risk of losing muscle, which is uh, called sarcopenia. So if we have as much muscle mass as we can now, that will help us later on in life. Um, being strong is really cool. It means that you can take all the shopping in from the from the car in in one go. Um, you know, functional strength is. It doesn't have to mean that you have to lift hundreds hundreds of kilos. It can help with your um, your muscle mass in terms of what I hear a lot of people say is they want to tone up. Um, toning up isn't really a thing. Toner is what you put in a printer. So I, I prefer <laughs> to call it muscle definition. So when people say to me, I want to lose weight and tone up, actually, in order to do that, that toning or have some definition, you need to do some resistance training to actually have some muscle. And then you can work with your nutrition and any sort of cardio work to uh, sort of get that fat loss goal that will improve your body composition. And then you will start to see that definition. So there's so many physical benefits to it um, and I guess the mental side for me is just so important because when you're weightlifting it's almost like you know you have to focus so much on the technique you're you're taking each rep at a time you're focusing on your breathing for me I describe it as like therapy it's like this bizarre mindfulness where at that moment in time nothing else matters you are just focusing on that one rep and it is so amazing to be able to lift something that maybe once you didn't think that you could and being able to go in there, you know, press some weights, whatever it is that you're doing with the, you know, the gym bros that are actually very friendly and, you know, <laughs> leaving, especially as a woman, you know, it, it feels incredible to be physically strong. And I think for, for me, developing my strength, um, yes, there's a lot, there's lots of physical uh, benefits to it, but the mental side for me is just that small investment in myself every day or you know four or five times a week whatever it is that just it, it, it just feels incredible I love that idea that it's about mindfulness and actually you do really need to be present Absolutely. when you're weightlifting and I find for me cardio maybe a bit stressful versus yeah. weightlifting which is quite controlled and Absolutely. slow it's quite it can be quite calm yeah um so for me just for my own sort of mental health I like it for that yeah and I've just noticed if I exercise a few days a week in the morning particularly I'm just a happier person yeah I'm just you know a better person in general yeah and um and yeah for me the the weightlifting is is that that way of being mindful and coming back to my body and mm slowing slowing down and it doesn't all have to be slow as, as, as it depends on the, the class that you're doing but yeah that's what I, I really like about it yeah because I know in your book you talk about you know some surprising physical benefits of of lifting like mm. even reducing your risk of dying of cancer by 31 percent which yeah. I was really surprised about yeah there's 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 many studies that are coming out um, at the moment about sort of the, the, the bigger benefits of it and yes the, all the physical things but then as we've talked about also the, the mental uh, the mental health side of it that actually 
you know, having a a stronger body can help you in life. You could live a longer life and a happier life. And, you know, as I said, everyone's version of what resistance training or weightlifting looks like for them can be completely different. Um, I just happened to fall in love with, you know, at the start CrossFit and, and, and later now into strongman training, um, pulling buses and all of that stuff. And that doesn't have to be for everyone, but it can you can just take whatever path that you want. And like even my so my mother had uh, breast cancer and throughout the, the treatment, she lost a lot of weight um, and she lost a lot of muscle mass. And now post um, treatment and, and thank God she's she is now. Uh, free of cancer but she is now doing her own version of weightlifting you know she's realizing that actually she doesn't you know she wants to have a good posture she wants to be able to you know lift things in and around the house you know the gardening etc so just at any age is it is a very positive thing to be strong and in terms of confidence then and kind of self-esteem and you mentioned how how it really helps you with that what is it about weightlifting that that gives us that do you think yeah so I I think and I'll be very open with it I very much associated my self-confidence or my self-worth with how much I weighed Mm. because I used I used to be all sorts of weights actually I've I've been up and down and throughout my sort of teens and 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 in my 20s um and lots of sort of life circumstances that have pushed me one or one way or the other and I genuinely just felt like if I was thin, I would be more, you know, socially acceptable. Um, and I think for me now, I associate physical success with my performance in the gym. So it's sort of athletics over aesthetics for me in that I'm the happiest and probably the most body confident I've ever been. Um but I'm nowhere near the goal weight that I wanted to be. And I think it's just because I, f- I feel physically capable. You know, I'm on the tube or whatever and someone's struggling with their suitcase. I'm there. I'll help you. Like, I just feel it's, it's such a positive for me. Um, like, even on the way here, um, someone I was in a, in a I actually went to Topshop and the the shopkeeper said, oh, do you, do you go to the gym? I think she, she said sort of she noticed me physically do you go to the gym and I was able to give her a little circuit that she's going to do in the shop today like it's it's just she and she was like wow that's amazing and it was just so good because that's so cool in all in all of our jobs sometimes we feel like if we're sat at a desk all day you know it's like we're slumped down our posture's not very good or you know whatever we're at actually investing that time or just you know focusing on just becoming a little bit stronger or doing whatever can just be such a positive thing for your headspace and you feel like I've done something successful that day so athletics over aesthetics yeah and yeah it sounds like that's focusing on what your body can do rather than what it looks like and that that's just a good reminder for all of us to you know whether it's in the gym or whether it's how amazing our bodies are just for being able to breathe and totally. digest food and you know Get through the day the at work exactly life's, yeah. life's stressful um enough as it is and i just think that if if we can like you were saying like especially with weightlifting if we talk about different training intensities weightlifting can be at a slow tempo it's lower intensity so it's 
it's less sort of high heart rate you know you talk about hit and cardio training and you don't have to smash yourself into a heap on the floor for it to be a good session i think it's important that we recognize our how's our cns so i think you know if you're doing hit every single day you might constantly be in a sympathetic state where you're in that fight or flight and if you've got a stressful job then add that training on it's a lot to recover from so for me weightlifting can provide that kind of slightly different intensity um that you know helps definitely helps me relax weirdly that's an interesting point actually about you know those really high intensity things like HIIT training because I, I hear from two counts of people so some people they have anxiety and they do the HIIT training and they say it really calms me down yeah. but then is there an argument that actually you're stressing your body more and yeah. you should do something a bit more calm yeah, do you think? Totally I think we all know how amazing that endorphin rush is once you've done a big HIIT class and you're sort of in a you know sweaty mess on the floor and everyone's high-fiving and well done guys or you know you've completed a session feels it feels pretty amazing but then your heart rate has to recover from that and obviously it's it's very taxing so just try and focus on whatever it is that you're putting your body through in a physical and, and mental stress situation make sure you've got enough time for recovery so you're managing the intensities of your life over a period of a week so HIIT training, as you know, as a fitness professional, it's very good. It's very effective, depending on what your goals are. But don't do it every day. Um, you know, tr- make sure that you're, you know, can you get in a yoga session, something that's a bit more mindful? It's still movement. It's working on your mobility. It still counts as a as a session. You know, you don't have to be going 100 miles an hour all the time because potentially, depending on your recovery, there'll become a point where it's harder to recover from and that's when burnout occurs and then you lose that thing that you rely on so much to make yourself feel good it actually gives has a detrimental effect so yeah use it sparingly yeah good advice good advice i do have favorite exercises or things that you love to do or that you recommend people do a lot there's some favorites that you have so well favorites that I have so I um I'm a a trainer at a gym called the Foundry in London and we are some basically our core training concept is around uh, modified strongman training um so you know like the strongman that you see like on the tv like when they pull the buses and at the stones and the farmers carries and we we have a, a a class or we teach this sort of method of training and it's it's super functional and what i mean by functional is the movements that you're doing are mirroring the strength that you need in your everyday life so a farmer's carry for example is like holding two big bags of shopping so you would pick up something really heavy and, and you would walk with it it's very challenging to your core your upper body um works the heart rate but it's it's kind of a it's it's functional in that you'll be doing that in your daily life um squatting deadlifting upper body push and pull these are all big compound movements that work multiple muscle groups so it's kind of big bang for for your buck in terms of efficiency and also they're very good at um you can track you can kind of track your performance on them so you know the weights on the bar if you're doing a deadlift you know maybe over time you could start to increase the weights that you do so do you deadlift yes i do do. okay so Ideally, we would, with weightlifting, if we want to improve our strength, we want to apply a principle called progressive overload. And what that means is over time, you're slowly increasing the intensity. So that could be, over time, maybe you'll be able to lift heavier. Have have you you experienced that? 
I have, although I'm not doing that at the moment, which I need to get back on. But that's okay. So, but that's yeah. okay. So you basically, over a period of time that you're you're working on, you say, okay, if I can do 10 reps of this weight, maybe next week could I do 12 reps of it, or could I, you know, go a little bit slower or more controlled, or you know, have less rest or something. So there's many different ways in which you can increase the intensity to uh, improve your your strength or your ability to control the weight, and that is what we call progressive overload. And you can apply these to the big compound lifts which are my my favorite so your deadlift your squat an upper body press or you know push-ups and then I just personally modified strongman training is sort of where it is sort of my happy place so it's the big atlas stones and pushing the prowlers and pull it just it just feels incredible it's and at, at the gym um that I work at it probably looks going back to the gym intimidation it probably looks absolutely petrifying and we're very aware of that but we have people who have never been to the gym come to us and I and I promise you it they leave feeling amazing it's just one of those things where you look at it and you think nerves nowhere I can do that and then actually people realize that they can and it's just incredibly empowering. So yeah, gr- group fitness for me is 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 very important because doing things on your own is cool, but having a little team or having a buddy to train with, that's that's that can be really fun. And so much of that is missing from our lives, that kind of community and Absolutely, and fitness, yeah. you know, gives people that community maybe they haven't had before. Yeah. I think it's amazing. Yeah. Well, um just going back, what is a prowler? Oh yeah, so this is the thing is <laughs> I always talk about these things and I sort of look at people and go, "Do you know what that means?" Um, a prowler is essentially something that you you hold onto two handles and you're going to push it along a, a track. So it's essentially it's working. A lot of people say, "Oh, you know, what what muscles does it work?" All of them. So you know, sprinters use it. So you're you're pushing, you're sprinting against resistance. So you can push it, you can pull it, you can put hundreds of kilos on it, whatever you want. Um, so it can be used in in many different ways for athletic development or just a load of fun. I'm just having a memory of yes, I have used a prowler before. Okay, yeah. Yes, it was exhilarating. Yeah, it's tough because <laughs> because it, it turns anaerobic very quickly, so you get that lactic buildup in yeah. your in your legs because it's, it's hugely taxing. Um, so yeah, after about 20 steps, I start to grind to a bit of a halt. But yeah, it is it is brilliant. And there is that feeling of achievement of actually yeah, I lifted that, I did that. Yeah. You know, at the end, and it gives us this. Um, you know, we think. If I can do that, you know, what else can I do? Yeah. If I can lift that, what else am I capable of doing? What yeah. else can I, what other challenges can I take on in my life? And yeah. I think we, so many of us need that when, we, when we're when we doubting ourselves and we don't have that confidence. Yeah. It's just a, a physical way of giving ourselves more confidence. Totally. I think we are very risk averse in, in life or, you know, let's talk about in a work, you know, work perspective, you know, not going for the promotion or not, you know, giving your point of view in a meeting or whatever it is. And for me, weightlifting just gives you that self-confidence that actually I can be heard or I can ask for it or I can go for something that I'm perhaps worried about, you know, not getting. And I think um, what weightlifting has taught me most is that failure is OK. I fail daily. Um, and I post about it on my Instagram a lot. Like, um, there's another um, thing called the log, the strongman log. It's a very awkward thing that you, you pick up from the floor, you clean it to your shoulders and, and you press it above your head. And I love posting videos of me just absolutely failing it because it's part of the journey. I think everyone thinks that, um, you know, everyone is just a linear process. You know, you turn up to the gym, you get stronger. You know, like you just said, you've been off for, for five weeks. So perhaps what you'll experience or the weights you're able to do might be a little bit different. That's OK. That's part of your journey. Right. In that we have to fail a little bit. And if we fail, don't worry. Just celebrate that you tried. 
because it's all effort it's all work so for me it's it's don't be afraid of failure it's a part of it laugh it off share it, it you know it's great everyone does it and also the other thing for me is to not compare you know you and I are very different um you know everyone is so unique genetically or you know everyone's lifestyle is different so for you to compare yourself to me or vice versa is is pretty useless so I would say use things like social media or you know people that you're inspired by as that purely inspiration and be positive about it but try not to look at it and go wow that person's lifting x amount They're, they're not you it's completely different just embrace your own journey and know that every session isn't going to feel good most of mine aren't but it's all part of the journey and one day I'll look back and go oh wow I used to do that and now I'm doing this but you know it takes time and the best things take time you're not going to get abs in seven days nor do we really want to so just focus on training for life feeling good doing things that you enjoy and for me that's that's kind of what saved me. I love that you've spoken about comparison piece because I imagine there are a lot lot of people who maybe do go down that path when they start getting into fitness of um, maybe like taking it too far or it can become like almost like an addiction or an obsession or you start comparing yourself to different people and thinking I've got to work harder. Is there kind of a dark, almost like a dark side to this and can it go too far, do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is, I mean, it's um, actually is a a thing, orthorexia in that people get addicted to exercise and, and training and I see it sometimes um, in my in my role and within my scope of, of practice I will you know try to have positive conversations with people to try and encourage them to seek professional help if, if they need it but on the whole I would say and I guess I've experienced this as well in that when exercise becomes your therapy you then rely on it and there are lots of reasons why you then can't exercise like uh, you may have an injury you may have a a cold like at the moment we're in winter right so everyone's got a cold and everyone still feels like they need to turn up and smash the session because you know they plan to or um, or you know they do they just need they need a rest day and people just they think that they can't and actually it is okay to have a day off and we need to look at our total week and say actually I was I was very stressed here or I stayed at work late or didn't sleep very well it is going to have a knock-on effect you know if you if you had four or five hours sleep generally it will impact you the next day it might impact your aerobic capacity so you won't be able to train as hard so I would just say Use it for its positives, but try to be aware of when you're maybe doing too much. And I know it's a bit of a a cheesy thing to say, but listen to your body. And I I find it hard to do it, but you have to do it in to say, do you know what? Today's not the day and I'll try again tomorrow. So, yeah, try not to get into that place where you rely on it. It's, you know, a gift to be able to move and exercise and train. So, yeah, don't take it too much for granted, I would Mm, say. Totally. Thank you. Um. I guess a bit of a, a sort of personal question about you is, yeah. is, is there anything that you're struggling with at the moment and how are you, how are you managing that or overcoming that? Yeah, totally. So I try to be as transparent and as honest as I can f- from a sort of social media um, perspective, but it's really hard because, you know, no one really wants to see me in my pants doing my programming, you know, at 11 p.m. at night. So I would say, you know, Instagram is a bit of a highlight reel and there is challenges behind what I do. And I think 
people think, you know, it's all right for you, you're always in the gym, you you know, you're always training and whatever. I'm not, I'm training other people um, and I'm doing lots of work, you know, my Instagram doesn't just sort of make itself, you know, I have to, I have to spend a lot of time, you know, creating content, reply, you know, it's really important to me that I respond to as many messages as possible. I have a full-time job. I manage um, the brand and PR and marketing for um, the gym that I'm at. So I have a very busy life. And as much as I'm talking about fitness, I'll be very honest in that I find it hard to invest the time to do my own training. Because if I'm up at whatever o'clock and I'm coaching at 6 a.m., you know, when I finish at 10, do I feel up to training? No, probably feel pretty knackered. Um, I find it so hard to get the right amount of sleep for me. Um, so I think earlier I sort of alluded to it. I'm, for the next eight weeks, sort of to the end of the year, I've set myself some some really tough goals because the only person that is accountable is me. And it's just one of those things where, as I am quite a, an empath as an individual, I want to be doing everything. I want to be helping everyone. Mm-hmm. And I have to remember that I have to help myself first. So I find that quite difficult to do because I want to be doing everything, um, but it's actually at the detriment. So that is what I find challenging is focusing on my own goals um, I have some incredibly fit and strong clients. So I just actually not too long ago, I said to myself, wow, if only I treated myself as well as I do my clients, I'd be in incredible shape. So I'm not doing badly, but I just need to prioritize my sleep and my nutrition at the foundations and, and anything above that I'll be grateful for. Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy, isn't it? Just for the busyness of life to take over. And yeah. even if something is really important to us, yeah, you know, still it can be hard to find the time so I'm sure yeah. there's loads of people listening that are just nodding their heads yeah. and relating to that struggle yeah absolutely um are there any other any other things that you do to stay calm or any other kind of routines or self-care things that you do for yourself yeah so um it's a, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a silly one really but because I'm working or I'm in such high energy all day in the gym and I work till relatively late in the week I don't get home till about half past nine um, and if I've got to be up early the next morning, I need some time to decompress from the day because I'm like, you know, my job is to be Mrs. Motivator and then I finish and it's like, it's a lot. So I record every day Loose Women and I go home and I watch it on my on my Sky Planner and I just watch Loose Women for an hour and I sit and I just focus on my breathing. And I know that sounds absolutely ridiculous, but it's just like my hour of the day where I'm not coach, no one's messaging me or asking me questions, and it's just very nice and easy conversation. So that's what I do. I'm obsessed with these women. I'm obsessed with Janet Street Porter because she just hates everyone, so that's brilliant. Um, (laughs) And I also, and I need to get better at this, I know, but um, about four years ago I learned how to meditate. So I worked with a meditation coach for near on a year, actually. I was absolutely rubbish at it when I started. I found it really hard to learn to sit with myself and and my thoughts. I'm such a go, you know, this is a waste of time person in my head. So um, I try in the mornings to sit down. I set an alarm for 10 minutes and I close my eyes and, and and I meditate. And um, that's been quite a big journey for me, actually, to sort of being able to sit with myself and not see it as a waste of time. Um, one of the first things that I was told when I was learning to meditate is if you don't have time to meditate, you need to meditate more. Because <laughs> I find I'm just living life at 100 miles an hour 
and it's so important for me at the start of the day whenever that is whatever it's 5am just to sit and just to think what do I want to achieve out of today um, and just maybe just think about the day as it goes so that I'm starting in a good place because inevitably you know my train will be delayed I'll throw my coffee on my shoe I'll have left my headphones at home like there's so many different things that happen throughout the day that just are, are annoying and can stress you out so if I can just try and start the day um yeah so loose women and meditation that's my that's my advice I love that I love that we've all got to decompress somehow exactly. I like the way that you start the day and end the day with something that's just for you to just yeah. kind of get the day going and then really unwind yeah. and, and settle down I think yeah. that's really brilliant Thank you so much for everything that you've shared. You. I feel very inspired. I'm going to just think about when I can get down to the gym. Yeah, was, that's my next thing. When are you come to train with I me? I know, I need to. Get I'm desperate to now. Um, <laughs> where can people find out more about you and your book and that sort of thing? Yeah, so um, on Instagram, I am at Laura Biceps. Um, I share lots of different training videos and stuff. So feel free. If you've got any questions for me, please do uh, slide into my DMs. I have recently um, published my my first book, Lift Yourself, which is, I guess, a bit more of a story of my my journey into weightlifting and some very practical advice um, for you if you're starting out. Um, yeah, so Lift Yourself is available on Amazon. And then also I have my podcast, um, which is Biceps and Banter, um, which is me interviewing, you know, some, some incredible people, actually. And we talk about lots of things from entrepreneurship to... Uh, body confidence body positivity and just you know what what does it what does it take to to start your journey in in strength training so yeah please come and find me there and um, I'm also in the gym you can come and train with me at the foundry in London and we are found on at foundry fit so yeah all over the place really most gyms you can find me in brilliant brilliant (laughs) thank you so much thank you Thank you so much for listening. I really hope that you gained a lot from this episode. Come on over to Instagram and let me know what are you taking from this episode. Find me at Chloe Brotheridge. And I would love it if you would leave me a review in the podcast app or in iTunes. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave me a rating. And is there someone in your life that would really benefit from this podcast? You can let them know by sharing this podcast i'd be so so grateful so i'm just wishing you a wonderful week ahead sending you loads of love hopefully you'll tune in again and i'll see you soon hey it's danny pellegrino from everything iconic ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget check out quince they've got all the good stuff shirts and polos activewear and fine leather goods all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands and the best part They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.